welcome to the Health Tech Podcast. Here we talk about everything healthcare and technology, and I'm your host, James Summeroo. Hey everyone, this week we are throwing back to a clip from an episode I did a little while ago with someone called Sasha Tori. She is the founder of Ali Health, and this clip is all about being a woman in business. Is it a man's world? Well, arguably yes it is, and being a woman in business isn't easy. Actually, what makes you unique as a woman in business can actually get you ahead in business, and there are certain people that champion that. There are certain men in Sasha's life that she talks about that really pioneered that and allowed her to become the leader that she is today. I think it's a really nuanced conversation. It's actually a little bit uncomfortable in some areas, and I think that's why it's worth dwelling on. I've had lots of conversations ever since I did this episode about this topic, and it sat with me for a little while. Um, I know that from my own leadership, and I talk about this in the clip actually, that my own leadership is based so much on EQ, which I suppose in terms of traits would be a traditionally more feminine traits, the ability to read people, the ability to understand emotions and the ability to lead with EQ perhaps, um, makes you a better leader, uh, by leaning into it. So, I mean, we talk about this, it's all really interesting, but I will see you on the other side for a bit more of a reflection. Greg and Mike have clearly had a big influence on you. And you actually talked about them helping you overcome certain assumed truths about being a woman as well. And the the way that you saw yourself as a woman and you saw your place in the world and place in the business world as a woman and, th- and working with them help you overcome that. Can you talk to me about being a woman and confidence in business is, is what you've just taught. And just that, I just want to learn from you, like that, that journey that you went on. Um, because I think that, yeah. I think that sounds quite important. Yeah, definitely. No. And it's something, I mean, it is, it's a really, really difficult subject to tackle because there are so many aspects that feed into like women in business and women um, running their own businesses but from my experience, um, you know, I guess it all starts from, you know, having that leadership and having kind of those, um, those men, um, those two men in my life who were able to basically show me that it is okay to put yourself in positions where you are speaking up and where, you know, you are leading meetings. Um, and I guess it all roots back to, um, I guess looking at kind of the more traditional businesses and, um, you know, what it takes to be successful in traditional businesses and how that has worked in the past. You know, typically women have had to basically fit the mold of kind of a man and, and a man's position in a company mm-hmm. to basically um, progress, um, to get to the top. So women were taking on fairly masculine traits, um, in the past. And maybe it, it was a little bit of a kind of, uh, cutthroat or sharp elbows environment, um, to get to the top. Um, but I really think what Greg and Mike taught me was, you know, as a woman, you have 
an amazing perspective that is different from the men in the room. Um, you are kind of valuable in your, your, the kind of comments that you give and the feedback you give is useful. So speak up. Um, but then kind of, I think most importantly, it's, um, you know, just because you're included in the room doesn't mean that, you know, that, you know, that is a success. You've actually got to do your work. You've got to prepare properly. You've got to show up, um, probably, uh, even more prepared than the others in the room, um, to make sure that you, you know, can get things done that you want to get done. Um, but I guess really being a woman in business right now, uh, I would say we've made tons of change. So, you know, I'm lucky that we're in a time where, you know, there are, there, there's push for investors to invest in female funded companies. I mean, kind of globally right now, you're looking at kind of 10% of funding going to female founded health tech startups. Um, but in the UK, you know, you're looking at kind of 27% of equity deals in the UK going to female founded or kind of co-founded. So mixed teams. So what I would really say is, you know, as a woman in business, be confident in yourself, um, come to the room prepared. Um, that helps with the confidence piece, but also be aware that like there are supporters, there are advocates for you. And the trend is pulling in the right direction, um, to see more female founders be funded. Um, and, you know, more, I guess, even female, um, led companies that are also supporting female issues. So female health, whatever it may be is also on the rise. Um, but also as a woman, I think it's super important. And I've always been such an advocate for this, you know, women should support other women. So really go out of your way. You know, if you're in a room at an investor meeting um, or an investor event, like bring other women into the fold, make sure no one's standing alone, make sure you're helping a new female founder with navigating that journey. Like it is, it takes kind of a village to make a company successful. So make sure you're a woman in the room standing up for other women who are on their journeys. It's funny where you know you, you talked previously in your story about the influence of, of finance, and now as you talk about business, there it's it's interesting to me that we talk about the masculine traits that women need to express in order to advance, and these industries traditionally of finance and business, obviously being like is it fair to say very masculine traditionally yeah, areas very right? fair. where you where you would expect that the infrastructure that's been built in terms of progression because of probably what's been linked to success in the past as well in terms of yeah we, we all know the stereotypes of the entrepreneurs or business owners or ceos that are horrendous individuals and draconian mm. and autocratic and shouty and demanding mm -hmm. and we, we know that stereotype and, and there's this we hear it of like people like steve jobs for example there's the, you know the rumors of him you know make it make it load quicker when the computer turns on it needs to be on within a few seconds end of story do it again do it again do it again and, and being like pretty horrendous with that 
it's these are these are all narratives that we have there that are attached to success but one version of it and i think there's there's many routes to success that have not been previously explored perhaps and i think we are in a in an age now where it is we are far more open to less traditionally masculine ways of getting from a to b different forms of leadership you look at the the like female prime ministers and presidents and 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 people really at the top now that are really making a new type of leadership not only fashionable but actually the proof of success when it comes to leading differently and i think whether you're male you're female or however you identify i think that genuinely does benefit everybody because we're seeing far more sides to a story of leadership now and i think i genuinely do think the world is a much better place because of that and will continue to be as we do that i think there's obviously still a long way to go like clearly especially in the worlds that you've talked about of finance and business that are still you know they we have a hangover of tradition and certainly far more than a hangover when you when you consider those statistics of of 10% and even you know calling 27% positive you know <laughs> So I, I think it's interesting. Thank you for sharing it, though. I mean, it is important because we've done a lot of women's health events recently, and, and and certainly I've been in a lot of those discussions of women's health. But I think yeah. also I've been in dis- discussions about masculinity and where masculinity becomes toxic is a really blurred line. And actually, there are there are also masculine traits which you can't just assume. Masculinity should not be a pre- like a pejorative word. Masculine should not be a pejorative. But it seems like we've got this reflex where it sort of is, and I, I don't quite know where to stand on it myself, to be honest. It's hard to talk about positive masculine masculinity because of so much assumed toxic, you know. It, it, it's, it's a tough space. I don't know if you've got anything to say on it. It is. It's a really tough space to address. And actually, I heard such an amazing story recently from an angel investor who really has supported some incredible female-led companies. Um, and, you know, he's supported the likes of Flow and Luna, um, which are both, you know, incredible female-led companies. And, you know, he was talking about um, his experience as, you know, a male ally and a man who is you know, doing his best to support these female-led businesses. Um, but, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't look at it as I'm supporting women just because he's looking at it as I support women who are doing amazing things. Yeah. And he talked about a story of, you know, his investment in flow and basically, you know, hearing about the products and, you know, basically being given these, you know, organic tampons for him to like, you know, sample. And he was like, you know, I cannot, for me, this is not something that I can sample, but I'm taking a look at this product in isolation. I'm looking at the business model and I'm looking at these two incredible founders and everything stacks up across the board. This is, um, you know, something that I want to get behind as a, a an investor who wants to make returns. So I think in that story, you actually take such an interesting, there's such an interesting spin on like masculinity and investing. Because at the end of the day, he's, 
he's in it to make returns, but he's open-minded to looking at something that he cannot use and he knows but affects really 51% nothing about the population before. of the planet by the way <laughs> exactly exactly and i guess really you know i think when i look at you know to your point about masculinity you know you look, there are traits associated with kind of not being emotional um and you know really being kind of numbers focused um, with a bit of blinders on um, and then taking the flip side of that and saying, well, you know, as a woman, you're super emotional and you, you know, can't think rationally. You, um, you know, you're going to get kind of, uh, you're going to get stuck on things when, um, you know, things get a little bit tough. You're going to kind of fall apart. Um, and I actually look to, you know, founders like Whitney Wolf, who has a very emotional founder story and really isn't afraid of voicing that and using that to motivate herself and also to motivate the the men that have invested in the company. Mm-hmm. An area that I do think a lot of women do need to work on, myself included, is um, not over-indexing on things that we think we need to be in order to fit that male kind of that, that male box of what it means to be successful. So I think a lot of men are very good at talking about vision and, you know, describing what their company will be in the future. Um, I think a lot of women, myself included, talk really in the sense of numbers, what we're <laughs> achieving right now, tangible things, um, that will kind of lead to success. But, I think we do sometimes need to take a little bit of dose from our male counterparts, which I think is very, very needed. And they do very well with, you know, talking on that vision piece, getting people excited about the future of our companies and what we can do in um, a world that has more female founders. And vice versa as well. And actually what you're ta- what you're talking to is just becoming well-rounded, aren't you? And actually, when I think of my own company... Uh, in Somex and founded by myself and Jessica. So we we do, just as you've described, I've got an eye on the future. Jessica's got her eye on the now. And it's funny how we just naturally gravitate to that. And yes, I am far more involved in selling the future and vision. And I am more involved in that. But actually the here and now just feels far more connected to that in terms of understanding the problems that he's solving and, and doing that stuff now i do i do it's interesting though as well as we talk about masculinity and femininity and how that how that is related to startups because i would say at the stage we're at now you know round about million arr like between 10 and 20 people in the company depending on how you count them like i think i use my eq far more in a day than my IQ. Because actually, I think running a company at this stage becomes so much about people, becomes so much about how you are very gently nudging certain people to do certain things or or to to influence the way that people behave to each other and their relationship to their work. I think all of this is done with words. All of this is done with relationships. All of this is done with the understanding of who they are as people and what their personalities are. And traditionally, you know, it's interesting the phrase, isn't it? Man management. Traditionally that, that 
it's weird that it's that it's known as that, although it's person management, ultimately, it's one to one management, it's understanding an individual, and how they are going to react to the way that you manage them. I think it's often used in sports, and particularly in football, which is where man management has come from, I think, in, in the way that I'm describing it there. But I, I do think that's actually an EQ trait. That's an that that's a more that's a, that's a more feminine trait to be able to understand the individual's personality and behaviours to then know how to uh, essentially Navigate. emotionally Navigate. manipulate them to behave in a certain way. But you know you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right? That I th- I do use my EQ far more, which is perhaps you know labelled a more feminine trait. Whereas actually, I'm sure. That the, there are some males who are very good at man management that would that would hate to be yeah. told that that's actually probably one of the more feminine traits that they're very good at and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Whereas I say, oh, I was quite proud of it. <laughs> it's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. No, I I do think there's so much about running a business that is about understanding your employees, understanding where they're at in their own journeys. Um, understanding how to motivate them, understanding how to basically push a little bit harder when there are urgent things to get done, but also, you know, taking the step back and celebrating with the team on the wins, whether they're small wins or big wins. Um, But I completely agree with you. It is, a lot of it is about um, harnessing that EQ um, and I think something that Kelly and I are constantly doing is um, working on relationship management. So, you know, being honest with ourselves, being honest in where we're at um, and how we're kind of interacting with other people in the company based on the things that we've got going on, um, whether it's chatting with investors, you know, trying to get a contract across the line or, um, you know, juggling meetings around the city to try and, you know, meet with as many people as we can um, and get as many people interested in basically what we're offering as possible. So it's a lot. It's a lot of hats to wear. And um, uh, to your point, you know, probably much more EQ than than IQ. You know, it's interesting when I listen back to that clip and I reflect on the leadership that I am trying to express in SOMEX and through all of my actions. I think EQ, and I know I mentioned it in the clip, but EQ, EQ is so important as a leader. It's so important in my leadership of SOMEX because we're a team of people and people are our products. We're a services company. Um, we do marketing, communications, PR, design, and I lead and manage people. And it's such a traditionally feminine trait to understand emotions and to read emotions and to be able to, I guess, manage people, although it wouldn't be described as that, I guess, in this, in this, term but yeah leading people by understanding emotions i think is modern leadership especially when you consider there's multiple generations of people there's multiple personalities there's lots of different things that motivate different people to actually sit and be receptive to their emotions and to manage your own quite frankly in order to lead you have to be very self-aware and that self-awareness that emotional intelligence i think is so important and it's traditionally i guess feminine um i'm glad though that we're in an age where that can be 
encouraged, promoted, celebrated, because like I said, that more traditionally masculine way of getting ahead, almost like, you know, battle and war and fight and conflict. I'm glad that leadership doesn't have to be that way. And there are other people that talk about this. People might follow Gary Vaynerchuk. They certainly do in MySpace, who is a leader of a, you know, over a thousand employee marketing agency that preaches kindness in leadership. He preaches empathy in leadership. He really preaches the understanding of individuals in order to manage people and to actually run a company of value. Um, love that those messages are coming from those sorts of places now and it's not just these stories of leaders that are just horrendous individuals that are doing horrendous things and shouting at people and leading in that way and you know we can all succumb to those stories and think that's what you need to be successful and to be ruthless and all those things it's funny because we've had a few instances at Somex where we actually had to add to our values that we defend ourselves and we defend ourselves with the full force of our resources and the law where necessary. Um, now that's very different from needing to be incredibly aggressive. That's very different from needing to rule people with fear. That's different, but it is nuanced. You can't be pushed over it is still business. It is still competitive. It just doesn't need to be nasty. It doesn't need to be aggressive and it can still have empathy and kindness even when you are trying to win. And if people do take advantage of you, if people do try and screw you over, quite frankly, it's okay to defend yourselves with the full force of your resources and the law at that point. It reminds me of what I've talked about recently with some of my content and stuff that I've met with competitor CEOs really recently. And, you know, we've had really nice and enjoyable conversations that we've come away from and concluded that, hey, yes, we compete, but good luck out there. Like there's enough market share for all of us to eat. So, you know what, like we do things slightly differently. Let's see what happens. We're in competition for a huge slice of our respective pies. But you know what, <sighs> let's be different where we're different and see who wins? Um, that's okay. Good luck. Um, and we've, you know, with both actually competitors that I've met, we've said that we'll catch up and we've exchanged nice messages since. And even though, yes, we're competing, that's still okay. I love that. I love that it doesn't have to be this kind of aggressive um, world of business and you have to be a certain way to be in business and all those things. You have to be thick skinned. You do. And you have to lean into those things. But just like Sasha said in that clip, she's had men in her life that have encouraged her to be who she is and to lead in that way, to understand what is unique about her and her leadership and to lead in that way. It's for that reason that I think that the more women that are in business, the more women that lead businesses, the better, because we will continue to see that there are other ways of doing things. Men and women are biologically different. We think and behave in different ways. Um, that's undeniable. There's a huge amount of crossover in the middle. If any of you listen to Jordan Peterson, who talks a lot about this, a controversial figure. Um, but yes, at the, at the extremes, we are different. Um, and we can learn from that. We can learn from women in business that are doing things differently. We can learn from the different ways people lead. I see it in our clients at Somex. I see it even with Jessica and the way that she leads Somex um, in her own way and the way that we come together to have genuine discussion and debate about how we should make decisions and lead. Um, 
of course, I see a completely different way of thinking sometimes that shocks me into a new reality. Uh, I think it's fascinating, all this stuff. Um, it's by no means clear cut. It's an incredibly nuanced conversation, particularly about masculinity and femininity. And um, as I say, masculine, male, feeling like a pejorative sometimes in, in the world that we are now and masculine. And I'd love to you know, move to a place where we define what positive masculinity actually is and the effects that that can have on things like business. But we're in a world where that's not quite that easy right now what we do know is that those feminine traits and championing that femininity in business and allowing women to become the leaders that they should be is incredibly positive we're in a much better place with that than we have been and i hope that it's by listening to people like sasha that more people get on board with that um it was a really nice episode to record i really enjoyed it it was of course um difficult and uncomfortable at times in those conversations but i think it's important that we have them um important that you don't shoot me for slipping up in what i've said there in my messaging <laughs> like it's all very well intentioned um but yeah i i, I hope you enjoy it. and if you want to go back and listen to that full episode it is on youtube it's a few episodes ago now um but yeah i if you want to learn something i, I really think you should listen to that so yeah hope you enjoy that one hey everyone thanks for listening and making it all the way to the end of this episode Remember to subscribe, rate us and leave a review and you can head to the description of this episode to follow me on all of my social media so you don't miss out on any of the latest health tech content.